Act. Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? Hey, John, I love it when the announcer says, tell it like it is. (laughs) As if you'd ever thought of doing anything else, right? Yeah, I mean, we are going to do that today. Ladies and maybe the few gents that are listening, I am so glad you tuned in. You know why? Because today we have a hot topic. My name is Suge Burry, him for her radio, women's hot topics. And there is no topic that we will not tackle from today's society. Today we are talking about hope in the midst of cancer, but I am going to tell you, we already did a part one, and we aired that part one. I encourage you to listen to it. We talk about cancer diagnoses. How, what was your feeling? Now remember, ladies, this is not just cancer. This is whatever your trial is, whatever your darkness is. We can all be encouraged by what we are learning through this. And how has uh, the diagnosis affected your faith? How is this trauma you know, impacted your family? Where did you find hope and peace when you're in the valley of treatment? How did you handle all the treatment options and how did your family handle that as well? And we also talked about where to get support. That was all just the first show. Now, the second show I'm super pumped about, same guests. We have got Heather Little with us and Joelle Severson. Thank you, ladies, for coming on. Thank you, Chuck. You guys are a blessing. I mean, everybody should be out there clapping for you guys because you guys are super brave. You're my war heroes. You are battling in the middle of the difficulties of cancer. And we're going to share today kind of a new topic. Don't waste the diagnosis. Now, I tell the women in prison this too. Don't waste your time in prison. Use it for God's glory. So any kind of struggle that we're in, don't waste this scenario. How can we bring hope to others and glorify God during our difficult times? And I have got some soldiers sitting right across from me. The first one is Heather Little. She's a dear friend of mine. And not only that, she's the chairman of the board of Him For Her Ministries. If you're not familiar with the organization, please go online to himnumberforherministries.org. And ladies, I encourage you to donate. This is a listener-supported show, and we need your help in order to bring these topics across the whole United States for us to hear these tough topics through the lens of Christ. Well, I'm here with my boss, Heather Little, and she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer just this past May. Yes, it's still fresh, and it's amazing the perspectives that she brings into this show. She is thankful to be here today. She's been married to Rob, a dear friend as well, also for 28 years, and is the mother of three gorgeous girls, 25, 22, and 18. Heather's desire is to glorify God through this difficult journey. Heather, thanks for coming on board with us. Thank you for this opportunity, Shug. Mm, So glad you're here. So glad you're here. Our next guest is Joelle Severson. She is an 18-year brain cancer survivor, so we're bringing a perspective from both ends of the continuum, and the founder and board chair of Get This Ladies, Humor to Fight the Tumor Foundation. I can't wait to find out about that. And if you want to find out more about that, please go to humor to fight the tumor foundation.org. 
She has been married for almost 28 years and is the mother of three adult children. Joelle's diagnosis came just eight months, eight months after giving birth to her third child. And in her words, she says, her life has been blessed by a brain tumor. Man, we're going to have to dig into that. Joelle, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're back on with us. Thank you, Shug. It's an honor to be here. So we're just going to get to the meat of it. This cancer diagnosis has given you a different view than most people have about life and death. How has your view of life and death changed? Absolutely. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, this diagnosis has given me an eternal perspective and I live for heaven. Mm. As much as I have a beautiful life on this earth and a great quality of life that a lot of brain tumor survivors don't have, I live with one foot on this earth and I live with one foot up in heaven. And sometimes it's a really difficult place to live. And I just long to be with my Savior. And I just, he has given me that perspective through this diagnosis and this journey of living eternally with him. And that's what we were created for. And we were created by him to live and glorify him forever. And I just can't wait for that day. As much as I said, I love my family and my friends and I have a great life here. I want to glorify him and be in his presence. That's where my heart longs for. And that's something that came with this diagnosis. It's not something that I had years ago until I was diagnosed and have lived through this. And so that's where my hope is. You know, you shared with me, honestly, you know, when we weren't on air, and I just touched my heart. I hope you don't mind if I share this, where you said there's that tension between I want to be with Jesus. Right. I want to be with him, but you know, I love my family. Right. I want to be with my family, but yet I'm struggling with this diagnosis. And we all know that our time here is temporary. Um, Ephesians 6.10 says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And the fact that you did this foundation um, to bring humor to the tumor I mean, how else could you be not only strong in the Lord, but now you're empowering other people who are struggling? Can you tell us a little bit about your foundation? Sure. So I had a nudging in my spirit, and it was clearly from the Lord right after my first surgery. And I knew that I needed to do something to give back Mm -hmm. for the amazing quality of life he's given me. And so I started a foundation called Humor to Fight the Tumor, as Shug just said. And it's a gala, and it's a an event we do every year in September. We raise money for brain tumor research and patient services. We honor four individuals at our event. They're either living survivors with a brain tumor or they're someone who has passed away. And we tell their story. And we have a comedian. We have dinner. We have a physician speaker give updates on research. And we just have a great night. And when I, when God placed it on my heart, there were two things I wanted to accomplish. I wanted it to be God-honoring to him, and I also wanted it to be an event where people would leave feeling uplifted. Whether they had cancer or not, I wanted them to leave the event feeling like every day is a gift, because Mm -hmm. every day is a gift, and that is something else I have gotten from this diagnosis, is I don't take a day for granted. Mm -hmm. You know, sure, moments I definitely do, but I take it every day as a gift, and I want everyone to know whether they have cancer or not that life is precious, and we need to celebrate it. So the tagline to our event is an evening to celebrate life. Humor to fight the tumor, an evening to celebrate life. And, you know, I'm sure that you don't have to wait till that once-a-year gala to give. That's right. You don't. How can people give <laughs> if they want to donate to your organization? So they can go to humortofightthetumor.org. We have a donate button, and they can give that way, or our 
info at humor to fight the tumor.org is a web is an email they can send as well. I love it. And you know what? You are taking what the enemy intended for evil and you're using it to glorify God. You're encouraging other people. You're recognizing four families where you're able to help them uh, and, and bring joy amidst the darkness and the valley that people tend to go in. I mean, listeners, I wish you could see these two beautiful women. I am just so blessed to have you guys sitting here with me and sharing the highs and the lows of life, but how God is with us in it. In the garden, Jesus was praying. He was praying for us long ago. He said, don't take them from the world, but bless them in this world. Protect them while they are here because they are mine. I am so blessed. Oh, thank you, ladies, so much for coming and sharing your views. Heather, could you share with me, if you would, how this diagnosis has changed your view of life and death? Well, it certainly has. Um, When you're staring death in the face, your perspective on life changes, for sure. Um, The the veil between life and death has never been more transparent to me. and I've thought more about that moment that I'm going to meet Jesus physically at death more than ever. And I'm comforted by that, that I know he's going to be there. Um, and so that gives me comfort. And um, I've also changed, I think, in that I want to live this life more for his glory, mm-hmm. realizing that this life may be shorter than I had previously realized it was going to be. Um, I'm really resting in him and his promises, and it gives me so much peace. And I don't know what his will is, but I'm really attempting to be in tune with him more so now than ever so he can guide me and show me how I should be spending my time left here on earth. So I just want to accomplish everything that he's planned for me to do in this life. Um, And I want to do it well. So uh, one other thing is I've also realized the uh, gift of faith and what what a blessing that is because it comes from God. It's Mm -hmm. not anything that I can conjure up inside of me. It comes from God. It is a gift. And, um, it's something that's available to all of us. So ladies, if you're listening, it is available to you today. God blesses us as his children with the security of knowing him and all of his promises. And so if you're going through a dark time, he is the one who can comfort you. So pursue him, get to know him. He will bless you. Mm, I love that. Thank you, Heather. Mm. You know, ladies, did you know in scripture it says that you don't have because you don't ask? That's true. And you know, if you feel like your faith is just a piddly little drip and you're going through this really difficult time and you're in the hospital or you're fighting and battling different diseases, it doesn't matter if it's cancer or not. Or maybe you're walking alongside a family member who's struggling or a friend God tells us, you don't have if you don't ask. So ladies, ask for a faith. Ask for an increased faith. Ask for Jesus Christ in your life. And you will be shocked as you look back over the years. Look at what God did from that one prayer. And so I really encourage you to do this. And these two women in front of me really resonate what Scripture says in 1 Corinthians 16. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous be strong. And I know there were times you guys didn't feel courageous or possibly you didn't feel strong, but those around you who are praying for you, who are supporting you, who are encouraging you, helped you do this. This is a village, ladies. That's right. This is not just an independent, I'm going to go and survive this on my own. If you don't have any support or other people, get out there and find support. Just be proactive, not only on your treatment, but then also be proactive in finding the support that you need. But you know what you do first? First, 
you ask, God, I need help in this area. Now, God has used this diagnosis for your good and for his glory. We talked to Joelle about that already. She talked about her foundation. Heather, can you share with me a little bit about how it has helped you for your good and how it is helping for God's glory? Uh, Well, I would say, I mean, first of all, all praise and honor be to God Mm -hmm. um, for using this diagnosis in my life so powerfully. Um, I feel like so far already, I mean, it's just been a short amount of time, and people have said to me that I've encouraged them as they've walked, as they've seen me walk through this diagnosis with faith, and they wonder, how can I uh, stay so steadfastly focused on God? And the answer, the true answer is, uh, I found it in John 6, and it's, Lord, this is um, Peter saying to Jesus when he asks, um, do you want to leave me too? And and Peter answers, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. And that is where I place my hope. I don't have anywhere else to go but to God. So I just, I feel like, you know, it's a gift that we can go to him. And so I think that God has used me to encourage the body of Christ in uh, just people that aren't diagnosed with cancer, but then also people with cancer that are newly diagnosed. I've been able to meet with them over coffee and listen to them and pray for them and talk through faith and also what kind of uh, medications or therapies have been helpful to me. And so... I think God's using me in that way. It's really a new ministry and unexpected ministry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shockingly unexpected. And, you know, you're just, you both are doing it right. I mean, you're getting the love thing right. I think that's really the big impact of all of this. Second Corinthians tells us, Second Corinthians 1, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, ladies, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all, all of our affliction, so that we, get this, so that we may be able to do what? To comfort those who are in any affliction. That's exactly it. With mm-hmm. the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by yeah. God. So we get this comfort from God. We get the Holy Spirit to come around us. And now he's going to prompt us, don't waste this. Use it to help somebody else who might not know me. Encourage somebody else. Have you discovered that as well, Joelle? Absolutely. Yeah, I am. Um, definitely. I. That was a verse that resonated with me when I was first diagnosed. And after after my first surgery, just the multitude of people that came out of the woodwork to love on my family. Again, my kids were really little at the time. They drove me. I wasn't able to drive. They cooked meals. They did laundry. They mowed our grass. They just... And then in return, that's where I wanted to give back. And that's part of the reason I started Humor to Fight the Tumor Foundation is to give back and to comfort others. And our foundation has really developed into a community, and I think people come to the event. Some are newly diagnosed. Some are a long time on the journey, and they just walk away feeling like they are not alone mm-hmm. and that there are other people who are afflicted as well and that this is a journey we can do together. And when you do life together and when you put Christ at the center, it doesn't get any better. So I just, yeah. Amen for that. Thank you so much. Okay, so I've got a question. We're going to get in the meat of it. As a friend who loves another friend who might be, you know, struggling with cancer, which we are, right, Heather? Yes. Um, 
what do's and don'ts? I mean, what's what's an encouragement that you can give to your friends or family members on how to come alongside somebody who's struggling, um, either whether it be cancer or anything else that causes them to be in the valley? Well, they might not even know that they're encouraging you, but God works in such mysterious ways that even just a little thing that they say could encourage you. Um, I think the most amazing thing for me has been through this valley has been to see how God has revealed the beauty of the church to Mm -hmm. us. I mean, it has been so amazing. I've just never been the recipient of all that love. Mm -hmm. It was really overwhelming at first. Mm -hmm. It still is. Um, But I've just been so uplifted by the care and concern of the body of Christ, whether it's a text message or a card that somebody wrote to me or a, you know, someone who says, I want to stop by and see you. Um, Chug visited me when I was getting some IVs. I mean, it's just those those things. They're not little, but there's, those things really, really matter. Um, and this is what's been so amazing to me, too, is that God is so powerful and majestic, mm-hmm. but he's also so personal in the time of our need. Um, I was amazed that the day I was, well, right before I was diagnosed, actually, um, God had placed uh, Jenny L. Uh, right beside me at a BSF leaders meeting, Bible study fellowship leaders meeting, to tell me that that day was her mom's five-year anniversary after being diagnosed with stage four, four ovarian cancer. Really? Mm-hmm. The diagnosis that I would hear out of the doctor's mouth in just a week uh, after that. And so that to me, we, I mean, I was like, okay, this is weird. God's really must be working through this. Then um, the nurse that did my biopsy was a believer. Then as I was leaving the hospital that day, a former group member, BSF group member, who's a nurse at the hospital, I ran into her in the Skyway. Hmm. She prayed with us. Then I met a woman who had been um, uh, fighting cancer, and she encouraged me right after my diagnosis. Then we went to Trader Joe's, and in the parking lot of Trader Joe's, God orchestrated this. My friend Mary, I don't even know her that well, but she is an amazing woman, and and she encouraged us. We prayed in the parking lot. She pulled up right beside us. She said, I don't even know why I'm here. I never come to this Trader Joe's. And God appointment. Yeah, it was a God appointment. So right there in the parking lot, in the crowded Trader Joe's parking lot, we prayed. Mm-hmm. God is just so personal mm-hmm. at orchestrating um, the details of life to encourage us. So I would just say it is those little things that you can do to encourage someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, meals is another thing that is super helpful because when you're in the midst of the, you know, the throes of the first few days of your diagnosis, few, first few weeks even, you can't think about food and what you're going to eat. And so that's super helpful. Or gift cards to restaurants. Um, that was helpful. Every, I mean, whatever you can do to support. It's just the love, knowing mm-hmm. that other people care. Getting the love it, thing right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. And you know, what you didn't mention too, that was just awe-inspiring to me, was that they, um, your friends uh, included all of us in a prayer uh, time where everybody in 24 hours took an hour. Yeah. And they prayed mm-hmm. that hour every day. Yep. And we did. I, in fact, I needed a co-person to help me with it because I couldn't always make the 10 o'clock time oh. slot. But, you know, it just that's mm-hmm. what God does. He encourages us to come along. So if you're listening, you've got a friend, you've got a relative, yourself maybe, <clears throat> don't rob people of the opportunity to serve you. You know, as women, we're just, we get all 
uppity and we're like, nah, I got this. I can do this. You know, me and my family, forget that. You're robbing people of the opportunity to serve Christ in a powerful way by coming alongside you in and through this. And Heather, you've just been such a great example to me as well as how to cling to the Lord, how to trust in Jesus. And you and your husband have walked, um, you know, arm in arm together, battling the highs and lows of this. And I know that possibly in the future, you know, you said, I, 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 today I'm healed, but we don't know what God has provided any of us in the future. Mm-hmm. But you guys are clinging to the Lord and you're doing some proactive things to stay healthy along the way. So, you know, oftentimes we're like, God, why, why'd you even bring this in my life? How come me? Why me? And, you know, Jesus is really clear. Isaiah 55 says, for just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Joel, have you experienced this where you're like, this is weird, God, but what have you experienced? You know, I hear what you're saying, but I just cling to John 9, Mm -hmm. where he just heals the man born blind. And the disciples say, who sinned here? Was it this man or his parents? And Jesus says, why does it? And, you know, it was for the glory of God. Yeah. And a pastor said that to me during my years of this journey and just that, you know, this is for his glory. And we don't know why he allowed it, but Mm -hmm. it is for his glory ultimately. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So what is your diagnosis today, Joel? Where do you stand? You know, my tumor is non-curable recurring. And as I mentioned, I've had five recurrences. And so I'm, I have... MRI scans every six months, and I do have very mild seizures every 10 days, but seven to 10 days, but they're very mild, and I could have one, and you wouldn't even notice, Mm -hmm. and so I'm, you know, I'm capable of driving and things like that, so I live a very asymptomatic life, and what I would say is I am keenly aware of my diagnosis versus so many other brain tumor survivors, because the story is so different for so many. Just in fact, just last week at the beginning of the week was a funeral of a gentleman we honored in 2008. He's younger than I am, and he passed away of the same tumor diagnosis I have. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the week was a gentleman I just recently met that is now in hospice because of his tumor diagnosis. Mm So I am so keenly aware of the life I've been given, and I sometimes feel guilty about that God has blessed me with this quality of life, but then I want to reframe it and turn it into gratitude. So whenever those guilt feelings seep in, I just say, that's from the enemy. And so I'm going to turn that into gratitude. Amen. So I try to just say, no, no guilt here, just Mm -hmm. gratitude. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for every moment. And, you know, I hope all three of us, four, including John, that we all all slide into home base exhausted because we used what he gave us to glorify God. Right. Heather, can Right on, right on. <laughs> Heather, can you share with us um, just a little synopsis of um, where you're standing today on your diagnosis? Well, I finished chemo, like I said, um, in October with a clear scan at the end of October. Praise God for that. Mm-hmm. And now we are um, researching again back at the drawings, drawing board for how to prevent this cancer from, from coming back. Because mm-hmm. with ovarian cancer, it's one of those very aggressive cancers um, that grows through blood vessels. And so um, our mission is to just find out what combination of treatments out there will be effective to prevent that. Mm-hmm. So, Well, we know how to pray for both of you. You know, mm-hmm. God knows our entrance to this world mm-hmm. perfectly timed, as is our exit. And so I just praise God for how God is using you guys um, through 
hope in the midst of cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful he, that you guys are not wasting any of this for God's glory. But as you struggle through the highs and the lows of life, you're clinging to the Lord. You've brought us all so much encouragement. And I thank you so much for that. And ladies, again, it's only Jesus Christ that can bring us close to him. It's only Jesus Christ that glorifies himself in and through our lives. And so, Father, I just pray that every listener will surrender themselves to you, that they'll just give up their lives to you and trust that you are going to use it for your glory, for your ways are higher than our ways. Ladies, this is Shugbury, him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics. You need to have hope, and that hope is only in Jesus Christ. This is Shugbury, over and out. Until next time.